Hi guys, welcome back to Life Talks with Emma and Nadia. I'm Emma. And I'm Nadia, and on this podcast we'll be talking about different aspects of life as a teenager. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Life Talks with Emma and Nadia. I'm Emma and I'm here joined by my co-host Nadia. Nadia, say hi. hi. And we are so excited to be back because we have been taking a little break from our episodes. So I think that's just because I am in college and Nadia is doing a lot of senior year of high school stuff, such as applying to college. So we're both very busy people, but we appreciate your patience and we just wanted to be flexible with our schedules, but also continue the podcast. So here we are now. Nadia, why don't you start by um, talking a little bit about what today's topic is? Okay, so as Halloween is approaching pretty quickly, um, and right after Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, we decided we should talk a little bit about holidays, specifically how we celebrate different holidays. We'll focus mostly on Halloween, but Mm -hmm. how we celebrate holidays, how that has changed over the years, because especially for a holiday like Halloween, um, that's kind of focused around little kids, how that's changed over the years, how, what our relationship with that is, and yeah, that's about it. So... I can start talking about Halloween a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a child of immigrant parents. Well, I'm also an immigrant, but I'm a child of immigrant parents who didn't experience Halloween when they were when they were little. Because it's Halloween is like pretty big in the U.S., but not as much in their in their original countries. So even despite them not having a lot of experience with it, right? When you come to a new country, you kind of want to indulge in that culture and follow those cultural traditions so when I was as soon as we moved here like um I started participating in Halloween because everybody else around me was doing it and of course my parents wanted me to like have that holiday um have have fun get candy obviously I wanted to and when you moved here how old were you I was about two okay so still very young yeah still very young um but yeah my parents we're the ones who spearheaded that like we're, we're going to celebrate Halloween we're going to bring you out because everybody else around us is doing it and it's like a fun holiday thing to do mm-hmm. um so from when I was very young I have pictures of myself in like tiny costumes as two and three and then when I got a little bit older I kept um wanting to celebrate it and I would always look forward to wearing a different costume every year like I'm sure a lot of elementary schools have like Halloween parades and stuff um so I'd par- participate in those and it was a really big thing for me until I got to probably around like early teens when I decided as most people around that age do that I was no longer interested in participating in this holiday mm-hmm. because it was too childish. I feel that. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was my stance on it for a couple of years. And I would just kind of steal candy from my brothers. Um, that's the benefit of having little siblings. Um, but yeah, that was my stance for a few years. And then last year, you know, we had the coronavirus pandemics, so obviously no one could actually trick-or-treat for them 2020 but in 2021 um I got invited to a Halloween party and that kind of reignited my interest in Halloween because I was like there was a reason now that I was dressing up and other than because I wanted to go trick-or-treating or I thought that was too childish so that's why I wasn't doing it but now I had a reason to dress up so of course that kind of reignited my want to do something for Halloween instead of just kind of sitting at home doing nothing that day that night um, and last year, I think when I was inspired by my friends to continue 
dressing up and to kind of get some of that Halloween spirit back, that's what really inspired me to do it. So like when you, well, I think when you get older, when you have like other people around you that continue doing it, it makes you want to continue doing it too. But in my early teens, I felt like no one I knew was really doing anything for it. So I was like, well, I'm too old for this then. Yeah, I think I've gone through a similar phase as you as a kid, very exciting. You know, you want to be the princess, the ballerina, the vampire. And then, of course, if you get through high school, for me, it, it's no longer very fun. I found it actually very obligatory because schools like, oh, Halloween's on a weekday, so you have to all dress up. We're going to compare who has the best costume. So then I felt, you know, I felt like an outsider if I didn't wear something. So then in that way, even though they were, the whole idea was around creating fun and kinship, it wasn't really fun for me. Like I had to work to figure out what would be seen as popular or cool, um, you know, opposed to, I guess, something I wanted to do. And I also consider myself, I'm not very uh, traditional in Halloween, as in my birthday is always near Halloween. So I've grown up, grown up with a lot of Halloween themed birthday parties. And I think that sort of impacted my view of Halloween. So I'm not that enthusiastic about it. I actually think um, I could live, maybe hot take, I think I could live without Halloween existing. <laughs> um, so the past few years, past three years-ish, basically I haven't really been dressing up. So that'd be a sophomore, junior, and senior year of high school. And now that I'm in college, I know colleges reemphasizes a lot of those dress-up days and themed activities. So I did get a Halloween costume so I could partake in activities. Um, but we all have to see where that goes, for sure. Yeah, and I think another reason I kind of lost interest in Halloween when I was early teenager beca was because it just becomes awkward at some point to stand in front of somebody's door and knock and ask for candy, right, the older you get. Mm -hmm. But especially last year, after like pandemic stuff happened, a lot of people just kind of left candy on their porch. And it was great because mm -hmm. I like to avoid social interaction at any cost. So I could just walk up and I could just take a piece of candy and that was it. And, you know, you're surrounded by a bunch of people, you know, and you're having fun and that kind of changes the experience of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what's interesting is one of the classes I'm currently taking this quarter is um, an English class and they're discussing monsters in literature. And one of the things that I was able to connect uh, reality and real life to with that class was the existence of Halloween because Halloween is essentially an adult's fantasy come true one day a year because you get to dress up and be whatever you want to be. You can be an escape to your own reality, right? And so I think viewing Halloween from that perspective is very interesting to me and um, could possibly change my perspective. Yeah. And obviously Halloween is one of those things where like not that many people go all out for it like there's obviously a lot of houses that have a really fun time with Halloween decorations there's been houses I've seen that like set up a whole like haunted house walkthrough kind of thing in their like front lawn um mm -hmm. and I think that's really cool um but my family has not been like the kind of the one to do that we don't care about Halloween apart from just like oh we go trick-or-treating every year um that's about it like my parents don't have a vested interest in putting up decorations or anything maybe like a jack-o'-lantern every once in a while carved pumpkin here or there you know but that's about it 
yeah and obviously for other holidays like Christmas that's very different um but we, we put up more lights for Christmas but um other families don't have that much of a vested interest in Christmas as we do um but you know even apart from religion a lot of families who aren't religious still put up Christmas decorations because it's more of like a cultural thing now especially in the U.S. But yeah mm-hmm. um well I know what's really interesting is that some of the dorms here at my college are partic- partaking in a mini dorm trick-or-treat so they'll have like different sign-up sheets and the rooms can sign up and then you know which rooms to go to for trick-or-treating so we have to see how that turns out though um but we'll see <laughs> I find it very entertaining that they they think a lot of college broke college students are just going to buy candy and put it out. But, but like here's the thing. I think a lot of things that get lost during the teenage years, such as the traditions of Halloween dressing up, are rejuvenated in college, specifically undergraduate years. Because I think the college students are all about having fun and doing all that stuff. Um, and then the teenagers are more concerned about being popular and being cool. And then obviously as a kid, you just want to have fun. So I think that's a very interesting like graph to sort of picture in my head of going up and down. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think this connects a lot to like growing up, definitely. Like you don't care about things when you're a kid. And then when you're early teen, you start being like, oh, I need to care about how other people see me. And maybe that's why you don't go trick or treating. But then as you get older and you get more comfortable with yourself, you realize that, you know, you should do whatever you want, whatever that's going to make you happy. And then in college, you're like, I don't care anymore. Just I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I saw like at least two people yesterday just walking around in a onesie, you know, and (laughs) I am so here for that. Like, I feel like in college, people aren't judgmental. It's like you do your thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very strange um, direction to take going back and forth (laughs) but yeah yeah I think college is definitely a lot more freeing there's a lot less pressure maybe that's why people um invest more time in other activities and things yeah do you have anything else to add on the holidays thing no but maybe we should move on to just like family traditions yeah so are you, most of your traditions passed down from your mom or your dad? Honestly, I don't know how many traditions I even have that are passed down. I mean, we take, for my personal family, we partake in the holidays that are nationally celebrated, such as Christmas and New Year's. Um, traditionally, I'm trying to think. So I'm pretty sure I have nothing really from my dad's side. Um, from my mom's side, I don't think it's more traditions, but more the culture being passed down. Mm-hmm. So maybe not specific ideas or events that we do, but the whole idea of this is what it means to be like blank, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. I think most of my traditions have probably been passed down from my dad. Um, okay. Because it's just like a lot of, it's a much like stronger culture and also like we have more interaction with um Italy which is a lot closer obviously than my mother's country and so and I was born there and like you know just that culture is a lot more present in my life um than my mom's culture but I can you know it's there's still like an influence from both yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 
I think it's interesting. It's cool that everything's passed from your dad's side. Is it from, I, so I know your grandparents from his side are in Italy, right? Yeah. So how do you think those traditions, are they being passed on to directly through dad? Or is it like whenever you go and see them? Because I know um, a lot of times we think it's from the maternal side and the grandma teaching you how to cook the special family recipe, you know? So I'm sort of interested to hear your take and what your experience with that is. Well, I think, you know, obviously the first language I learned, well, the first two languages I learned, but like the only one I've actually retained, I learned both French and Italian, but I've only really retained Italian, um, Mm -hmm. which is from my dad. And I think that also influenced how I see my dad's culture as being like a little bit more omnipresent than my mother's. But Mm -hmm. in regards to grandparents, I think, most of what I've learned from Italian culture has actually been from my grandfather. Um, okay. I learned a lot from my grandmother, but he's the one that, like, when we go to Italy, he's the one who shows us, like, the sites, our history. He's the one that's shown us a lot of, like, images from his side of the family. I actually don't know that much from about my grandmother's side of the family, but I know a lot about mm-hmm. his side of the family because he has extensive um, documentation about it. Okay. Um, so I think I've learned most of it from him. In regards to, like, you know, you pointed out, like, a lot of people learn how to cook their traditional dishes from their grandmothers or their mothers. Mm-hmm. My mom actually is not Italian, but she learned a lot of Italian dishes, and so she mostly makes Italian food when we're at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually, I haven't learned much from it, but I think if I were to learn, I would learn more from her than from my grandmother. Yeah. Did, where did your mom learn to cook Italian food? Was it through um, your dad's mother or...? I think it was probably through my dad's mother. Um, and I think... lived there for a couple of years with my grandparents, my Italian grandparents really living really close. So I think my mom picked up a lot from them. See, and I think that's so cool to have that cross-cultural connection and transgenerational, like, uh, passing on the traditions. I think that's really cool. And that's where, like, sort of new traditions are born and created. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. So the question is, do I wish I had learned more traditions from my family side? Um, I don't think so. I think I try not to live with, like, wishing for more or something that I can't really change. So I think I'm I'm at peace with just, like, having that cultural connection. Um, And I think there's, like, that way I act around people. I don't know if that's considered a tradition, but that's something that's been influenced by my mom's side you know so I think a lot of things were passed on to me just not in the name of a tradition so I think I'm actually very happy with what got passed on down along to me yeah so yeah that was uh just a little bit about you know some of how we celebrate Halloween and how our kind of our traditions and our cultures have influenced us And obviously, everybody's experience with this is going to be very different, depending on where you grew up, where your family's from, how you view American holidays, how you... Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you learned something, and I hope you're thinking a little bit more about your own culture and traditions through this. Thank you for listening! Make sure you tune in every second and fourth week of each month on a Tuesday for our next episode.